Hello, everybody, and welcome to the International Parkinson's and Movement Disorders official podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Lidstone from the University of Toronto. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Esther Krugo, someone I've wanted to meet for many years from the University of Burgos in Spain on her recent publication in Movement Disorders Clinical Practice called Expanded and Independent Spanish Validation of the MDS Non-Motor Rating Scale. So welcome, Esther. Pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. All right. So I just wanted to, off the bat, just start by asking, why was the Spanish MDS Non-Motor Symptom Scale version needed in our field? The benefits of translating uh, validating the movement disorder and non-motor symptoms rating scale into Spanish will include the possibility for reaching millions of individuals worldwide, including healthcare professionals and patients with Parkinson's disease. Approximately uh, tw 21 countries worldwide uh, speak Spanish as their official language and represents the fourth language most frequently spoken in the world after uh, English, Chinese, and Hindi by more than uh, 500 million people. Geographically, it includes Spain, uh, Europe, and America, North, Central, and South America, with a representation of high income and low middle income countries. I mean, it's, it's a huge project in terms of scale. When I read how many countries were involved, it was actually quite surprising to me as well. And, and maybe could you just speak a little bit about which countries were included and, and were there any gaps in the ones that you had wanted to include and weren't able to participate? We included patients from Spain, Argentina, Mexico, Colombia, Ecuador, Cuba, and U.S., uh, actually uh, two sites from Miami. And we selected countries based on the availability and experience of conducting validation studies for movement disorder rating scales. Considering the geographical distribution, we believe that we have taken into account the cross-cultural diversity and Spanish particularities in this Spanish validation of the MDS non-motor symptoms rating scale. Yeah, I was surprised by the homogeneity of the sample in terms of the statistics. Despite all these different countries and different continents in the world, there are still no statistical differences between the groups, which is really interesting. Could you briefly describe the MDS NMS for those listeners who may not routinely use it? Sure. Uh, the MDS non-motor rating scale is a reliable rating scale that measures the burden of non-motor symptoms, including non-motor fluctuations in Parkinson's disease. The MDS non-motor symptoms is actually a revision of the non-motor symptoms scale and was developed to improve and refine the assessment of non-motor symptoms in this population. This is a rated completed assessment that measures frequency and severity of 13 non-motor domains over 52 items and covers a range of key non-motor symptoms, both PD and treatment-related symptoms, in a greater depth compared to the non-motor symptoms scales. The NDS non-motor symptoms rating scale also has, as I said before, non-motor fluctuations subscale to assess changes in non-motor symptoms in relation to the timing of anti-Parkinsonian medications across eight domains. This is a scale that is expected to be useful in clinical care and research, including trials of investigational treatments related to Parkinson's disease. And, and what is the process? Could you outline a little bit for us the steps that are involved in validating a scale like this on this 
massive global scale. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can see this protocol of how we can validate our rating scale, and this can be downloaded from the NDS website. It includes translation, back translation, and comparison with the original uh, rating scale, actually the English rating scale, uh, modifications of the, the scale text. After this is completed, there is a cognitive pretesting, and the objective of this cognitive pretesting is as a qualitative approach is to assess the comprehension and difficulties for examiner and respondent in terms of attention span, discomfort, interest about uh, using this rating scale. Based on the res results of the of the initial cognitive pretesting. Uh, other rounds of translation, back translation, and cognitive pretesting could be required. Once cognitive pretesting is completed and no further prob problems are noted, the final translation can be approved as the official working document of, the, of that particular rating scale. So, so many steps. How can you just share with us how how long did this did this study actually take from beginning to end? Oh, actually, it can vary. It can take from months to few years. I would think so. We know that Parkinson's disease is, is very heterogeneous. There are many different subtypes within that. So can you tell us a little bit about the population sample that was used in, in this study? We have included a 64 PD patients from, with moderate advanced disease with a median Hohen and Jarre stage of three in about 65% of the sample. 160 patients came from Spain, 204 from North, Central, and South America. But actually, when the PD sample from Spain was compared to the American PD sample, no significant differences were found in terms of age, PD duration, education, and gender, except for higher higher stage in the American PD population. So that means that we included an homogeneous PD sample from Spain and America. So were there any findings that surprised you in the results? Yes, actually, we found two interesting results. The first one was the burden of nomotor symptoms and the high prevalence versus the treatment for these nomotor symptoms. Considering that uh, we have included a representative sample of PD patients with moderate Parkinson's disease according to the Hohen and Jarre stage, interestingly, considering the hyper that uh, at least 99% of the population reported one no motor symptoms, in addition to levodopan and other dopaminergic drugs, very few patients were receiving specific treatments for no motor symptoms and they were mostly antidepressants, about 27% of the population, and anxiolytics, around 21%. In this regard, as a sample, uh, we found that a treatable nomotor symptoms, approximately uh, 40% of the patients that reported orthostatic uh, hypotension were not receiving any treatment. The second finding was the asymmetry of non-motor symptoms. That means that although no statistically significant uh, in terms of PD motor symptoms, asymmetry was found that non-motor symptoms were more frequent in patients with uh, Parkinsonian symptoms. That means that the right brain hemisphere was more evolved with higher non-motor symptoms, less brain hemisphere. 
This finding was consistent with the brain asymmetry, its association with the non-motor symptom severity found in another PD cohort suggesting that increased susceptibility or perhaps awareness of the in the right uh, hemisphere for non-motor symptoms. Yeah, I think that mirrors what we see in, in other non-Spanish-speaking countries around the high prevalence of non-motor symptoms and yet still the under-recognition of those clinically and, and treatment access of those as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe the having a scale like this will do even more to help with the clinical recognition and diagnosis of these symptoms as well. I totally agree. I think that, that this kind of studies increase the awareness about the, the prevalence of non-motor symptoms and how these people are not treated very frequently. The other thing that I read, I'm not sure if this is, you know, this is something I learned reading this paper of the many things, is the asymmetry uh, that was in the population. So those patients who have predominantly left-sided Parkinson's um, had more non-motor symptoms. Yes. Actually, although it was not statistically significant in terms of Parkinson's disease motor asymmetry, we found that patients with predominant left extremities uh, severity affected by Parkinson's disease, that means that the right brain hemisphere was mostly involved, they had a higher non-motor symptoms burden than the right one. And this finding was consistent with the brain asymmetry, its association with non-motor symptom severity found in another PD cohort, suggesting that uh, increased stability or in awareness in the right hemisphere for non-motor symptoms. I, mean, I know that wasn't the purpose of the study, obviously, to characterize the sample yeah. deeply, but I, I found that was quite interesting. So how do you think, Esther, that these results will change clinical care? I think that the validation of these rating scales in another language could unify Parkinson's disease clinical assessments in eventually improving patients' outcomes. The availability of a validated Spanish MDS non-motor syndrome rating scale will uh, allow Spanish-speaking centers to access to clinical trials that use the uh, non-motor symptoms as a pivotal outcome uh, allows investigators and patients from these countries to be part of clinical trial community when new treatments protocols emerge. In conclusion, I, I think that we could improve the access to the Spanish uh, populations to research and clinical trials, including diversity in Parkinson's disease. And this could facilitate uh, also the extrapolation of results of research more efficiently. Yeah, that was going to be my next question was about how this results now affects research. But I think you already answered that. So that's it's so important to have a harmonious global scale. Um, certainly in terms of research studies, it's hugely important. Can you tell us a little bit? So there's an initiative going on at the level of the society to uh, translate our rating scales into different languages. Do you, do you have any involvement in those other <laughs> types of activities or can you share a little bit about what might be happening at the level of the society to approach this? Yeah, uh, actually, I am a member of the Clinical Outcome Assessment and Translation Committee. This uh, Clinical Outcome Assessment, formerly known as the Rating Scale Program, was historically an initiative led by Christopher Goetz, uh, Pablo Martinez, and Glenn Stevens, and currently led by St. Luo, um, Alvaro Sanchez Ferro, and Tiago Mestre. The main objective of this committee is to provide the support for licensing, translation, and validation 
digital tools, education and training for mood disorder routine skills. As I said, within this activity, the MDS Clinical Outcome Assessment Program develops this official non-English translation and validations or MDS rating scales such as non-motor symptoms, the UPDRS, and the Unified Dyskinesia Rating Scales. Regarding uh, this uh, translation program, I would like to let you know that there are more than 25 official translation rating scales languages uh, actually in progress. Uh, as an example, uh, you can see the list in the website that includes Spanish, Ukrainian, Urdu, Chinese, among others. So you can go and look up the language of interest and hopefully it'll be there as well. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much, Esther, for answering these questions. We so appreciate your joining us today. Yeah, thank you for your time. The views and opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society or their affiliated journals, Movement Disorders and Movement Disorders Clinical Practice. Any disclosures of the participants can be found within the episode description located on the MDS website.